2: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: The plan was probably Alexis McAllister.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Mason Mount. There was Taram talk. There was Tacone talk. It was... you know, Schmadk is in now. At, obviously, I'm doing this. It felt like Liverpool's net was was had been cast far and wide here, which is very different. I think to in the past where there's been specific players. It did feel like Liverpool knew they had to get these lads in, and we're we're gonna have to go and get do as much as we can because we can't pick and choose. This can't be Virgil Van Dijk, where it's him or nobody. Then it felt like immediately the nest the net had been cast all over Europe. Really,
3: yeah, and it had to be like you say because they were the glaringly. Obvious places that we had to go and strengthen, they had to be frontline options. We couldn't, so he couldn't wait another window for this it just couldn't happen because we'd have left with nobody essentially and we've done that in the past we've been guilty of that in the past with the defenders previously we waited for sure many that never happened and this time around it was actually Bellingham before any of them wasn't it we wanted yeah. Bellingham so badly he was top of that list and then when you don't get him you go to the next one and we have been guilty like I say and I think me and you both had conversations with Neil Jones early on the summer whereby you say Liverpool previously have had a list and once the top target's not attainable they just don't do anything that couldn't happen this time around If your top target didn't happen, your second target didn't happen, you have to keep going down that list. Because otherwise, I didn't want to see what it looked like otherwise, to be honest with you. So it was a little bit different from Liverpool in that respect. Obviously, when Tchermatka comes in as well, you start to hear rumblings of you are got to be concentrating in the Bundesliga markets. Then when some of the names come out, Kone especially, obviously you think, well, oh, that makes perfect sense. Of course it does, yeah. But McAllister, as you say, was definitely very high on that list. I'm not entirely sure we knew we were going to get in for as cheap as we did. <laughs> whoever sort of found that little, was it? wasn't a release clause, was it? Was a mechanism <laughs> in his contract, it was called, it was described as. yeah. So whoever found that deserved a little bit of a bonus, in my opinion. But yeah, that piece of business, right at the start of the window as well, was really smart, really good. And it set us off on a positive footing as well, because there was some uncertainty. There was a lot of unrest around the, the fan base and stuff, because these transfer windows in recent times, especially the summer ones, have been terrible. And then when you do miss out on Bellingham, there was a meltdown immediately after that. It's like, well, our top target's gone now. What do we do? Because we've got a recent history of not acting when our top target gone elsewhere, Virgil van Dijk, many, being the key examples. But this time around, touch wood, thankfully, thankfully, um, when Bellingham did decide he was going to go to Real Madrid, we went, OK, then who's the next one? And it looks like potentially McAlister might have been on there as well, but McAlister might have been the next one. And it was done very, very quickly, which you've got to give us credit for.
0: On that call as well, I, th- I think that's fair enough, isn't it? Because there was a lot of Uman and Arnold, who's actually going to be running the transfers this year. I remember York is actually quite late into the party. He's not he's not he's not there that long before this window opens and all of a sudden he's dealt with a massive rebuild. Liverpool have lost some big players there who played a lot of minutes for the football club. The McAllister deal was a, a sigh of relief to everybody, really wasn't it. When that one got done, as early as it did get done, you know, everyone's talking, Yeah, wants want players in before pre-season. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. That's that's boxed off. And, in, and and the fee as well, when it comes out that they've paid somewhere around thirty-five million pounds for Premier League proven, World Cup winner, l- brilliant footballer. That one, I mean, a signing's goal, if you were given that, a, that's like a 10 out of 10 signing. It just feels like that that, in, that one in particular, they got nailed on straight away.
1: Yeah, on, on the Jörg Schmadtke thing, I'm not too sure he's Actually, done a lot. Uh, I don't think he's been at the forefront. I'm not too sure about that. Um, but what I will say on the the McAllister deal is, I bang, don't, bang. <laughs> I don't know why everyone's talking about 55 mil because it was 35. The no. 55 is rising up to if s- such and such happen. Uh, it is very much 35 million, and it's an incredible bit of business. I was very confused at the time why no one else was in for him. Really, there was rumours of p- people in, but Liverpool were the only one who would put it I on think the maybe. table.
0: I think maybe, sorry, I think Liverpool have done the work. Maybe, was, yeah. I think they had done the Van Dyke like, situation where they had been in his ear yeah. a long yeah. time. You should
3: say that. on that, it was a Julian Ward deal, this one as well, We should mm. be a pain to stress at this point yeah. because it was. His, his sort of parting gift to Liverpool, I think it was described as, so credit to him on that
1: yeah um, unbelievable footballer like you said Premier League proven and it was clear that we'd identified him even though it happened so early on in the window it still felt like it dragged because it felt like we'd been hearing the rumours for the past three months Um, and eventually you know we, we get him through the door it's boss. It's a boss way to start and I at that moment I thought Liverpool mean business they're going to rattle him off one by one by one didn't slightly work out that way you know but at at the same time, Liverpool got the business done <laughs> in time, I guess. Um, but yeah, having him come in was a big statement to the rest of the Premier League because he was, you know, cheap as hell. He was boss. Um, a, a lot of people probably would have liked him in their team, uh, and it was a great way to start off the window for-
2: in the fullness of time. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interject there in the fullness of time. We screwed ourselves for Casado with the McAllister and we screwed Chelsea for Casado because it was getting him so cheap, man. They absolutely dug their heels yeah. in yeah. on um, Moises Casado, didn't he? But I uh, like the McAllister one was was just brilliant, wasn't it? It was just that you could see it. And the only other word that you guys didn't mention was versatile because we've seen now and we knew already that he could play that six as well as yeah. the eight and, and stuff like that. I do wonder. Uh, That Dan just mentioned the name a couple of times when he was talking. I I think back now and wonder whether. You know, we scrambled around for that £111 million for Casado. I reckon Liverpool kept tabs on Too Many all summer as well, as somebody who we really thought, like, especially with Bellingham going to them, that I thought Liverpool might think there would be some movement on Too Many, and they were there if they ever got a sniff about it in much the same way as as soon as they heard there might have been a little chance of Casado, they were in there. Same with Gravenberch. I think Too Many was probably the biggest target this summer, and it didn't end up coming off.
0: Yeah, you're right mate you, you, you wouldn't surprise you they, they, they certainly had the irons and a lot of fires and that is different in the past because like I say they've been so good as well, this is the difference isn't it Chris I suppose is that when you, when we were the team on the rise and we were being really really picky, it, it paid off for of Liverpool and they got to the top of the mountain and then what happened was when everyone aged together and for whatever reasons Liverpool didn't probably do enough to keep it ticking over so they were left in a situation where you know, it feels like there was a lot in the Taram links and the Kone links. Mason mount. There was a lot, a lot in that as well. Gravenberch has run run on. Sobieslaw comes from nowhere, but it, it does feel like they like say because they'd left there a bit one too many summers. Perhaps they they couldn't be laser focused. I think they were laser focused on McAllister, and got, that's why that one got done early. I don't think it was a big shock that it took a little bit longer to get the rest because I don't think they actually knew he's the guy. Would that be fair to say? Um, yeah, probably. I think you know, obviously,
2: Sobieslaw has a big difference to everything that we do i mean they they probably didn't think they were going to get dom lie, but they found out there was a release clause and they went and paid the release clause and that probably had a big impact on the second part of the summer as well you know most normal transfers you might have you might have thrown down 30 40 million in installments or whatever and and the fee might rise to 70 80 million over the course of it but having to put down close on 70 million quid on one lad who they really wanted when they found out they could get him, I think then had a knock-on effect on the finances for the rest of the summer as well. And um, that probably led to them agreeing to sell Henderson and Fabinho,
0: to be honest, having to put so much down on Sobberslay. Do you think then, and we also, I want to speak about the Sobberslay one next, Dan, I'll come to you yeah. on that one. That was, again, it was a very quick one. It, this, you know, We know how, how this works, really. We've been doing it for a long time you get the, the, the breadcrumbs are always out on and it felt like the, every single breadcrumb was leading to Liverpool signing Kefran Saram yeah. that's what it felt like it felt like every single every single piece was like the path is leading right towards Taram. and I think we'd all be fine with that I think most people were excited I know Chris you had a little look at him I think everyone was like yeah that would be a really good sign and I think a lot of people myself included would there the, like Mason Mount it became obvious that he wanted to go to Manchester United so you see, that path divert. it did feel like Liverpool took a sharp right towards so I was like I don't know in terms of how it actually went about when they made that pivot, was he always the plan? But it came about very, very quickly. And before, you know, I think it was linked on Wednesday, bought by Friday, Saturday, something like that. It was it was really, really fast that he got that one done.
3: Yeah, it was. But there was um, a deadline on his release clause, wasn't yeah. it? And it was the Friday. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was literally doing one of our new shows um, on Kefren Taram when I first heard about it, i seen people started putting it in the chat on YouTube. And I was like, these just want me to try and pronounce his name, don't they? <laughs> They're just trying to trick me because there's loads of S's and loads of Z's. They want me to try and say it. And then I've got remember who came through the door. Someone came through. me. <clears throat> Someone came through and said, no, it's a real thing. Check David Ornstein's Twitter. So I did. And as it turned out, Liverpool were very much in for Dom Sobersly. And I was over the moon with that, to be honest with you. I think you're right. We all kind of were very accepting the Turam deal. It's interesting, obviously, we end up going to Gravenberg, because Turam positionally, he's got that versatility that Birch also possesses because he can play in six, he can play in eight. And it felt like that was what we were going for at the time. We'd just missed out on Mount, obviously. But then when the Sobberslide deal comes about, or the opportunity to make the Sobbside deal happens. He's very much there. We haven't got Mount, let's get him instead, because in terms of stylistically, they're quite similar. But obviously, Newcastle wanted him. He was essentially on his way to the UK to go up to Newcastle, and the first word we got, sort of, in the background was that he might end up going to Newcastle, but clearly he chose, which is a massive part of this transfer, by the way. Say what you want about Liverpool, finding his release clause and then paying his release clause, but the fact that he decided between Newcastle and Liverpool, I quite fancy Liverpool, is a huge, huge tick in our box. So, good on him for that. And listen, like I say, we've all been critical of Jörg Schmadke. And rightfully so, in some respects. We'll talk about how some of the sagas played out a little bit later on. But in this particular instance, because Julian Ward's gone by this point, this has nothing to do with Julian Ward. It's a Bundesliga signing, so you'd have to suggest that Schmadke's had a big say in it. He's done it. He's found that They've found the release scores. They've got it. they've got the deal done. They've spoke to him. They've spoke to the respective agents, et etc. et cetera, And they brought in a very high-class talent. But you're right. I was certainly Wednesday afternoon, first sort of tweet came out from Ornstein, and by the Friday morning he was a Liverpool player, so big, big credit to Liverpool, because not only was that out of nowhere in terms of suddenly we wanted him, like I say, there was literally a deadline to get it done by, and we did it. Yeah, did they do Someone,
2: someone who I know works in F one, a good friend of mine, Sean, once said to me, because you know I like the F one and stuff as well. And he, he once said to me, Formula One is essentially industrial espionage interrupted on a Sunday by a race, and it feels like football's gone that way as well now, doesn't it? You know, you have to find these release clauses, and like, what are they doing to find these things out? Like it, it must be crazy. Like the, you know that the amount of moles they've got in all these different places, and you know, speaking to players, that must. Be the way to do it, by the way. It must just be you've got to speak to someone in his entourage Agents. or a player or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's funny though, but when it ends up being, and why I won't give Schmacker all the credit unless it comes out that he's found it, is it's essentially like me buying a tin of beans in Tesco. There's the price, I go up to the till and I pay the price, right? Schmacker's done that essentially for Soversly. Oh, yeah. If, if he found the information out, all the credit in the world to you. Yeah? If it was one of your guys who found it out, all the credit in the world to you. Yeah? If not, it's just like me buying beans in Texas.
0: You say that, but maybe you, you wouldn't have to uh, convince the tin of beans to get in, in your soda, you know what <laughs> I you, he, hasn't, he
2: hasn't got another t- team in the supermarket. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll <laughs> love it. <laughs> you are going to go with some sausages, my friend. I, don't, I never <laughs> go to the supermarket, I just use HelloFresh.
3: Oh.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.